All right, hello and welcome to the Tight 48. This is the episode you've all been waiting for, the great debate, the great Batman versus Superman debate. This is easily the most self-indulgent podcast we've ever done because <laughs> like, the only reason we're doing this is because we both decided finally we should just have it out about Batman and Superman. This is, uh, first off, this is uh, your, your hosts, uh, Jordan Myers and Matt Lazar. And uh, this is a debate that we have been having for uh, 10 plus years. years, 11 years now. Um, so this is, a, this is a pretty great debate. And among our... We've been friends for 11 years now. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, quite a long debate. Quite a sad thing that's been going on this long, but still. And we're going to try to keep this at a tight 48, which will actually be hard for this conversation, I think, for us. Uh, to be clear, we are not going to make this a movie review. The movie happened several months ago. Uh, prior to our podcasting days. And, but we will uh, discuss the movies that these characters have done. Yes, of course, yeah, it will come into context. So um, there may be some discussion of who can win a fight, things like that, but this is more so a discussion of the characters themselves and what it really kind of means in today's world of kind of which camp you fall in and why I think Superman's the best, why this guy thinks that Batman, who's not really a superhero, is the best. Um, hey, <laughs> there's superheroes all around us. And all Those of... hardworking firefighters. Oh, wow. Uh, the doctors who wow. go to help people in Africa on really, their vacation. Are you really going to pull the firefighters to me? They're superheroes uh, to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Can I say the word about our servicemen and women? Like, Jesus, are you serious right now? You're going to pull this crap up? You're going to pull that shit on me that Batman's not a superhero. What are you thinking when I come back with He you? doesn't have superpowers. He does not. Then that's, that's maybe a great place to start. What is your definition of a superhero? Uh, you do not need a superpower to be a superhero. I think okay. in the context of traditional superheroes... I'm talking about stuff that you would read in comic books that have since gone to other medium. Mm-hmm. It's strictly a guy who decides to try to help other people and by doing so puts on a cape and costume and runs out to fight bad guys. That does not mean you need superpowers. Does that not mean you need um, uh, anything other than the costume and the drive to be a hero? I mean... Would you say it? So it's just basically it's being a hero who happens to wear a costume in your in your definition. Sure. I mean, there's other tropes and traditions that you can wrap yourselves into. But I think at the basis level, it is a superhero is someone that has a costume that does crime fighting. Um, when, when you put it that way, it sounds really sad. I'm not going to lie. It is. It makes it really sound sad. Well, uh, you know, you could always make the argument of like, why are like grown people, you know, <laughs> reading about guys in spandex punching lizard creatures that you know for a living but if they don't punch those lizard creatures who we will all lose out? yeah but it's fucking it. great that's the reason why yeah that's the reason why comics have been around for almost 100 years <laughs> they're they're good for a reason i i think that that's the thing that i mean first and foremost where it becomes difficult for me to find you know not that i don't find batman to be a superhero for for our conversation but I would say that's my my first struggle there because he doesn't have superpowers. For me, it doesn't give me that level of separation that I kind of want in my hero. Which is kind of one of the reasons I also am like not the biggest like Spider Man fan. Spider Man has powers, but for a lot of things, the reasons people like him is because of the fact that you feel like you can 
you can connect with him, that you can emulate that guy to a degree, right. minus being, you know, having those spider well, powers. And these are the big crux I think people have against Batman and Superman. One, people think Superman's all about his powers, and he's he's invincible. Let's just cut to the chase. You cannot destroy Superman. Arguably, but yes. Um, and people will nag on Batman because he doesn't have superpowers. He can easily be defeated against his whatever foes. Um, but the counter-argument, of course, is like, well, Superman is cool because he's got really cool powers. That's what makes him awesome. And the same time, people can go to Batman and be like, yeah, Batman's really cool and awesome because he doesn't have powers and he has to uh, win by other means. Like, they're... The things that I think people knock on are also, like, what makes that character appealing to the people who love them. I mean, when you were when you were growing up and you were, like, you know, dressing up for Halloween or, you know, last Halloween, we'll even say, you know, you're <laughs> when you're dressing up as Batman... What was your like reasoning like as a as a kid like why were you drawing a Batman first I guess that's really what we should figure out where did it start for you the, sure and I want you to answer that too okay I will yes. for Batman when I was growing up I have two older brothers um and we were close enough in age where we did a lot of stuff together like we played the same video games we saw the same movies and we watched the same TV shows and we definitely read the same comic books. And the two comic books that dominated were X-Men and Batman. I don't think I read anything else, to be honest. Um, X-Men was partly because the cartoon was a big deal. cartoon was huge. And this was like 92 or something, so I was like 6 at the time, maybe 5 at the time. So it was like right up my alley of like, Saturday morning, God watched the X-Men cartoon. That got me to the comics and the characters. Likewise, the Batman animated show, which is around that time as well, was a big deal. And I really got into the show, which led me to get into the comics as a young age. Mm-hmm. Also, the Tim Burton Batman films were also coming out at that time, where you know you're just an impressionable four, four-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever. And so, I'm fully convinced of the Superman movies came out when I was five or six. I'd be a Superman fanboy. Mm-hmm. But since Batman had its sort of renaissance because of the movies. Because of the TV show, the animated show, that got me really into the character and made me love him. Um, it's not because he's cool, because he wears black. I mean, I come to kind of appreciate this other stuff later, like how cool Gotham is, right. how cool his villains are. It was strictly... I'm At the age of six, you're impressionable watching right. grown men punch other grown men. And Batman just happened to have a really good show and some movies that come out during that time. So I had the affinity for him. It was all timing. Do you... So, I, mean, I guess this is also a question. At that same time, you had between the comics, you had the cartoon, and the movies coming out. Who was your favorite Batman? I mean, was your Batman the comic books? Which one did you look at the most? Because like, I can tell you like the one that I looked to like the most. But what was the one you looked to? Uh, that's a great question. You know, it's hard because I definitely watched the... Oh, man, that's really tough. I guess it'd be the animated show just because that was more on repeat Mm -hmm. and you watched more of it. Um, So you just, you put some more quality hours into it. Yeah. And Batman was also that weird thing where after Michael Keane decided not to do it anymore, they then cast Val Kilmer, Batman Forever, 95, so they're changing it up. Um, and yes, I've seen Batman Forever at least 15 times probably in my life. (laughs) It's not even a good film, but when it comes on, I'm like, Fuck! 
You know, that seal comes on. Baby, Jim Carrey and so Two Face are hanging it up with no one checking uh, them. I'm like, what is going on? But man. Then, but then Nicole Kidman. Ooh. I will admit to that you. Was, that was a sexual awakening in that movie. But, um, <laughs> but that's not what I was going to admit to you. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, so I'll go with the anime show. But let me, let me ask you about Superman, though. Yeah. Because well, you, you're not. You want to talk about the Nicole well, Kidman? Well, I, I, I do. Before we leave that point, I do want to admit to you, I did have a Batman Forever t shirt. It was so mm-hmm. awesome. The, it was black, but then the the little symbol was um. It was the one that had like the Riddlers, the like green, little thing, outline, green, yeah. and it was glow in the dark. Yeah, so badass. Yeah, I was yeah. so excited about that shirt. Yeah. Even though I wasn't like a big Batman fan, I just liked the shirt. So it was super cool. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting about you? Because you're a huge Superman fan. Yeah, we're the same age. Yeah. So I'm curious how you didn't fall into the Batman trap and fell into Superman. Right. No. I, so my yeah, it's interesting because it is different reasonings and but there was also some timing to it as well so my affinity for superman goes back to my dad my dad was a huge superman fan before i was even born Mm -hmm. and so he back in the day he would tell me stories of when he would go um to sales school uh when he was uh, working for a company and he was kind of living out of state and everything and so he was you know didn't have a lot to do so he would just watch tv and he would go back literally to his hotel room and he would like rush back from like their class sessions every day and go see watch the old superman tv show like the old yeah. like george reeves one yeah and black and white all that good stuff and so literally my first halloween i was dressed up as superman right you know holding i couldn't even eat candy or anything but he still took me around in a superman costume right and then for me the you i mean the batman comic or cartoon did come out but you forgot also the superman one came out just like a little bit after they did have come out at the same time it was they did some of the crossover stuff so there was oh, the, yeah. there was the Superman cartoon at the same time. However, that wasn't really my thing. What really hit it for me was I mean it kind of was, but for me it was Lois and Clark. That show, Dean Kane, and for me, Dean Kane will I mean, obviously Christopher Reeves, you can't not think him when you right. think Superman. But I would say in like the formative part of like what I think of Superman more so I would say would have to go with uh, with it's so curious because like Lois and Lane I was fully aware that show was around because my yeah. I remember my brother Corey and Carrie watched it mm-hmm. I don't know if they watched it regularly but it was definitely on and I always felt that was just like a couple years out of my range like yeah. that was for people who you know like the teenage soap opera stuff because it was very right. like it was more based on the romance of oh it definitely was and, and so it felt but it was also in primetime TV so yeah it just felt like a couple years removed for me. Well, I think that was the thing, though. For me, because my dad was into it, and we made it like a family thing. So my parents oh. and I and my sister yeah. would all watch Lois and Clark together. Because I think it was like on Sunday nights, even. So it was like a perfect like family TV time thing. You know, it's good for everyone. You know, nothing you know, bad is going to happen. If it does, Superman's going to save the day. And I... I Freaking have the entire DVD series. I I could show you. I have the entire DVD series of the <laughs> yeah. show. I got What's it. Interesting. It's like so. Family played a big part for both of us. Yes. Like I got into Batman and and X Men because it was something my brothers and I did together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like you had the father connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I didn't have the older brothers, so that was kind of how where where my connection came from. But yeah, for me, it it also connected more with I think my personality as well. 
like right. the whole joke that uh, Superman's such a Boy Scout. Well, I was a Boy Scout, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so an actual right. one. So like, I didn't take that as an insult. Uh, whereas it was, so, you know, I maybe didn't get the sarcasm at that point, um, and more of like the way you know he was as a hero. It was more kind of what I aspired to. And it was it was a different thing. So I think those things too, I, I connected with him more as a character. You could argue, like you said, down the line, you find whatever one more interesting or having more complexities, all that. Um, I think what is interesting, and part of the reason I wanted to have the debate with you, is that certainly the whole Batman, you know, V Superman movie brought up the old age old debate. But it would be we would be silly to not mention the fact that really Batman has been on the upswing in recent years, and it kind of goes back and forth. And I think it's something that's interesting to note that has a lot to do with what's going on in society I feel like that is you know why you go in one camp or the other so maybe, what do you I think mean, about that? me um I have a belief that Batman translates better in other mediums than Superman and that has been its secret sauce of why it's had the success that it's had compared to say Superman who maybe has struggled a bit um, and even in a way, I feel like people have tried to make Superman into Batman at times. And it's like, why are you doing that? You're going against what yeah. the character is about. But Batman, in its core, is a noir story. It's a detective mm-hmm. at night um, solving cases. The world is a little seedier and darker and I think that translates well into other mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's still kids-related because it's still costume heroes. And you can always play it to a more younger audience and it still works pretty well. Mm-hmm. But you can also translate it to a more adult audience without feeling that you have to significantly uh, compromise the character. It has an ability to kind of fling in both worlds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the secret to Batman. Um you know, when I was people talk about the character, the character is great. It's really rich, and there's a lot of stuff you can chew into. Well, I think what makes Batman even better is the surrounding cast and the world itself. It's very cinematic. Gotham's a very cinematic place. His villains and his side characters naturally lend themselves mm-hmm. to cinema, to TV shows, um, uh, to cartoons, and I feel like Superman. Uh, you know, his world, uh, I don't know how well that translates as well as Batman. I think that's just, mm-hmm. and it kind of sucks because I think Superman's, a, it's, as I've gotten older and more mature and not so confrontational <laughs> about this, I've appreciated Superman and like Superman a lot more than I ever did. Because before I was like, fuck Superman, like motherfucker. Now <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know what, he's actually pretty dope. Uh, but I think he's a, he's a harder character to translate there's a harder level yeah. of difficulty to it uh and because of that i think that's the reason why i don't know if it's anything to do with society yeah i think it's just the characters in the world one translates better than the other yeah or easier i shouldn't say better easier to translate well sure i mean the whole uncomfortableness with him as a character because he has very few you know vulnerabilities his perspective of what he's having to deal with you know as opposed to just taking care of a city He's really taking care of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I saw some, you know, comment or, or comment somewhere that was saying, you know, Superman protects the world 
Batman protects Gotham, and Daredevil micromanages the shit out of four blocks. <laughs> right. But I think it's very true. Um, man, he does my, he just owns that four blocks. But it's very true that if you look at it, again, it's, it's your perspective on it. Okay, do you want your hero that's this guy that's this champion of this one city, you know, that is just holding it down really for that? You know, or are you looking for this guy that's way bigger than even his individual deeds? He is this beacon of something. And I think that's the thing that's hard for people to to really, I don't know, grapple with. I think it's it's important to know kind of how he's evolved and how Batman's evolved. Because, you know, Superman wasn't supposed to be this ginormous thing, really. He was supposed to be like a strong man, that's all he was. He couldn't necessarily fly in the original, you know, he could just jump really high, all this stuff. And so I think it's interesting because when he was created as a character at that time it was he was battling mobsters and then when you know time went on 1920s then we rolled into the 30s 40s and we got into world war ii and then he was taking on nazis and all this stuff so mm-hmm. so he got more powerful in the comic books he'll mm-hmm. take them on and that's kind of how it went over time he just became more and more powerful mm-hmm. and just became you know rising the occasion so i think that's the thing that's interesting is that as time has gone on he's he's become so grandiose powerful that's you know while it's a great power obviously it also is a weakness because it is probably why he's become kind of removed from what people can relate to more um because as him being a god mm-hmm. uh you know people are like oh i can't relate to superman i'm like i think you could relate to superman to some extent right I and mean, we've all felt uh like we gotta be someone different and we've all felt i think at times um uh, uh, you know he's a he's a homespun kid, you know, yeah. and he's got a good heart and he's trying to help yeah. people. I think we can relate to that. And so I actually sometimes get a little peeved because I think people short sight, short staff. What's the word where I'm looking at, where, uh, with Superman? Where they immediately go to, oh, he's just got all the coolest powers. He can't beat him. Yeah. Therefore, he's dumb. Um, I think you could also argue Batman has all the cool gadgets. So right. What's that? I mean, and, and what, yeah, I mean, he's always got the just the right gadget for just the right. And this right goes, goes back to how Batman's an easier character to translate. You give him like a really fucking cool car or or yeah. plane, it's like that's cool. Yeah, you know, Superman doesn't get stuff like that. No. Um, uh, he does get that that giant plastic shield thing that he uses in Superman too, right? Where he takes on the uh, the the three guys from Krypton, the prisoners there. I mean, when in doubt, that's pretty cool. That giant plastic shield thing, sure. I always thought it was dope that he had a fucking secret base in Antarctica that he just chilled at. Um, I was like, that's a great thing to go like, yeah, uh, that's cool. I need a break. I I've been watching Game of Thrones too much. I'm going to go chill in the, uh, my uh, Well, why is he the giant, giant plastic shield that he throws? I never understood that. That was, you and I have talked about this a lot. I love Superman 2. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Superman 2 is great. Um, and I, but the only thing that upsets me in that movie is that like last, that last quarter which is exactly the point that Richard Donner left the series. You know, uh-huh. He did one and then most of two, and then he just decided to leave the end of two. Go make some Lethal Weapon movies? Yeah, and it's like, okay. But you could see his touch on yeah. those other ones, and then you see clearly where they jump shot the shark. It was like, yeah. what What the hell is going on here? Yeah. This is happening, and then the whole way that they handled him you know, overpowering them and all that stuff. Anyways, I digress. But, uh, but it's hard to translate someone who's a nice guy yeah and make that interesting you know but that's the thing i don't understand is that like you said 
he is this guy that's this you know humble guy who was raised in Kansas, had like a good family, and I think that's, that's that would be I feel like more relatable to people in Absolutely. that part. But is it interesting? I think this is a problem that people struggle with because they merely look at that and they go, this is kind of fucking boring. I don't want to do this. I want to deal with a guy whose parents were murdered and he's psychologically damaged, so damaged by it that he literally has an alter ego to like live out whatever guilt or trauma he has. Yeah. And he's going against people who are equally traumatized and fucked up in the head. Then you're like, oh yeah, that's that one. That story. It just lends itself better compared to Superman. Like, Superman has a much higher level of difficulty. Mm -hmm. And I think that's commendable. Right. um, uh, Compared to Batman. Um, And so, at times I feel kind of bad for the guy. Like, I feel like he doesn't get the best people writing for him or directing Mm -hmm. him. Because people are more naturally drawn to Batman. Mm -hmm. So he, Batman gets the better talent. Um, You know, so it's like, it's it's a tough it's a tough world to be Superman. Do you think they actually have you know similar origin stories? Degree they both lost their you know, parents, all that stuff. Sure. It was just that their then upbringing after that was different. What do you think would happen if the upbringing was different? Do you? Th- I mean, because for me, that's one of the things that that's kind of upset me has been Bruce Wayne would be a cool guy regardless if you took the Batman mantle, you know. Sure. Whereas Superman was just this this you know boy next door or whatever and then he realizes he's an alien right and then he has all these powers when he grows up you know? right so which is charming like you just saying that's very charming right yeah he's just like this nice guy he's like oh fuck i'm unstoppable yeah like, you know like it's humorous now I, like what i like about those first superman films one and two by donner is that he's a nice guy but but they make him funny mm-hmm. they make him charming mm-hmm. they make him heroic uh without sacrificing him being a nice guy yeah uh, they don't run away from it, um, which is great. There's something really fun about that. Yeah, which is is kind of interesting because that's been, I think, one of the struggles. I think that's one of the the struggles is as much as people always focus on like, oh, does he look like Superman? You know, can he play being Superman? I think that is an underappreciated part of the character is that can you play Clark Kent. Because that's a whole different thing. Because that his disguise really is how well does he play Clark Kent? Correct. You know, he doesn't he doesn't wear a mask. You know, so and his Dean Cain was great at it. Dean Cain was very so charming. Uh, he had that smile. He was good looking. Yeah. Um, he was romantic. He had all these things about him. They were like, all right, I like this guy. Yeah. Without being, you know, the scowling badass. Yeah. You know, who's gonna go? kick some someone's teeth in yeah um that's been one of my struggles with henry cavill is i feel like he definitely looks the part of superman for sure but he kind of struggles to play this clark kent character because he's also how he's been directed that's i think true, they've yeah. told him you got to play that way yeah this goes back into i think they're trying to make him more into the batman world yeah um and what do you think about that that being a, that's a good segue i think one of the things that dc has struggled with to pull off Superman and maybe be something they struggle with pulling off Justice League in general is that they are trying to make all these characters more in the vein of Batman and is right. that something they can be successful with because they already had a pretty I don't think so that. I don't think so just because that doom and gloom gritty type of movie making I think people are kind of sick of it mm-hmm. um, and 
and it's getting heavier and darker with each outing. And I think people are, are like, listen, I want to yeah. have some fun with a Superman film. Don't make me, you know, work so hard. Yeah, work so hard with it. And so I don't think that's the right approach. Um, and this goes back into you know Nolan's Batman's really was wildly successful, mm-hmm. and DC just kind of gave it to Nolan, right? They're like, mm-hmm. I need you to come and oversee this DC thing, and let you go for it. And Nolan makes those type of films, mm-hmm. so of course no one's going to inject that into the movies. But I don't necessarily know if that's the fully right approach to take. Yeah, um, and I do think that could hurt Superman long term. But here's the cool thing about Superman. Okay, uh, Superman's got a great opportunity though, mm-hmm. because I think if he's done right, he's going to become cool again, and people are going to be like, "Oh man, finally someone got Superman right. Mm-hmm. Finally they get it." I love this. And there's going to be this renaissance where people can swing back on it. Right. You know, like, I feel like Superman, yeah, he hasn't had something that I think has been good and or cool since probably Lois and Lane. And that was in the 90s. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark, I'm sorry. Um, So it's been a while. Yeah. Um, So there's, unlike Batman, who I think has been so omnipresent Mm -hmm. and has had such, he's had quality things. Um People are probably sick of him at this point. Yeah. I don't think people are sick of Superman. I actually think if you do something right, people can come around and like it again. Yeah, I think they have... That's the thing that's frustrating. I think they have all of the parts there to make a great movie. I think Henry Cavill, as much as he's, like you said, he's been directed to make, act one way, he has the ability to play it, right? He has the ability, obviously, to look I don't the part. I any other movie besides Superman. So I don't know like, yeah. if he's got the charm. He does. He did, he, he did another movie, the, like a spy movie, the Man, uh, Man from Uncle. That was good. And then I saw him before that. Oh, this isn't helping me with the charm part. But he was in this, like, other movie. It was, like, Battle of the Titans or something like that. That he was okay. in that was kind of a badass thing. Um, I think he has the ability to play, is my point to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm really excited about, I'm curious about your take on this, is that uh, I don't know if you know, saw that Jeff Johns is taking over for the whole, like, DC universe now. Okay. So he was just on the comic book side, and it was kind of dabbling with some of the, mm-hmm. I think the TV stuff they were doing. But now mm-hmm. he's kind of the overall creative control of that. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you, if you think that's what's kind of been lost, because obviously Marvel has done a great job with this, um, and having their kind of figurehead on top of things that's really been mm-hmm. dri- the driving force in the whole mm-hmm. Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So do you think that going that route is the thing that's been missing, or do you think it's just well, DC's too complicated characters, they can't figure it out. But DC's got a lot going against it, which is, it's a light to the party, mm-hmm. and the people are already leaving the party. Mm-hmm. Superhero movies aren't doing as well as they once did. Um, so it could be bad timing. I think their approach... I should say bad timing, because they had wild success with the Batman movies. So it's not like, mm-hmm. they're like, shoot. Those movies made billions of dollars, they're fine. Yeah. Um, but DC also has the problem where not all their films have been good. The Superman films, Green Lantern. Mm. A lot of people didn't like Batman for oh, Superman. God. So I almost forget Green Lantern. Like every like until someone mentions it, I'm like, oh yeah, there was a Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah, so I think there's association of crap with DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and say what you want about Marvel movies and how they uh, they never rise above like kind of good, mm-hmm. but they never fall behind lower than like average. Mm-hmm. You know, like they got a steady clip of doing just you know. Seven out of ten movies a lot. Um, whereas Bat, or I'm sorry, with DC movies, I think they're wild 
with their range of quality. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only last DC movie that was probably good was The Dark Knight. That's been eight years ago hmm. at this point. So um, I think timing and quality and how people perceive it are going to hurt it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they can fully recover from that in time. I I think one thing that... Uh, one thing they're doing good is the TV. Love. Well, I was about to bring that up. I, I think that that gives me hope that they can do well with the movies. And not only that, but I think specifically the kind of character thing that we've been talking about with being able to pull off Batman and Superman properly in tandem, which is this whole, you know, day versus night kind of thing, you know, um, God versus man, all that. So they've already shown it that they can do that same kind of theme by how they've done Flash and Arrow. And you can argue how good Arrow is this season or how good Flash is. But overall, they're really good shows for what, for, you know, superhero comic book shows. They're pretty good shows. And I think that Flash is very much in the vein of how I would see Superman being pulled off properly. Um, and Arrow obviously is pretty much a, a discount Batman. So yeah, <laughs> it's, totally. it pretty much is. Yeah. And it's dark and all that. So, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you also see that, that that's something you can equate to, you know, seeing the success of the TV show. Can you equate that to how you can pull off a successful movie? It's a different beast, but similar enough where maybe, mm-hmm. um, but it's running against a lot of different things that even if you start fresh, it's going to be difficult to overcome. Mm-hmm. And they're not starting fresh. They're doing a continuation of what's already kind of been laid down. Right. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be really, really difficult for them. Um, but, you know, I think it would be great if they did a Superman TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the right... I think that would be good. And you... Don't make it dour. You make it more upbeat. You know, you play him as a Boy Scout, but you know, you get you find the humor in that, and the grace in that, and the goodness in that. Um, yeah. And you know, I think what's great about Lois and Clark is that, yeah, there's superhero crap going on and supervillain stuff, but it's really about you know two people just falling in love working at the newspaper office. Right. And I love that focus. I think that's really fun and original mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, he's Superman. But more importantly is the relationship. Yeah. I think, you know, take chances like that. And I think people yeah. will like Superman again. I think I totally agree with you because I think for me, one of the weaknesses they've had in the Superman movies, they've been, you know, kind of struggling with. Obviously, the find the right Superman is a big thing. I think find the right Lois Lane is a big part of it. I think they've missed the boat both times. I did Superman Returns, which again, kind of doesn't ever come up conversations it's just so bad mm-hmm. I, well that's not even the right word it's just it's misguided a, yeah it's just a tribute film it was just can we make Superman 3 in the same vein as Superman 1 and 2 and that's what they did mm-hmm. um, but you know you had that film with um, Kate what's her face I can't even think of her name Kate Bosworth Kate Bosworth thank you who she was just a terrible Lois Lane. She just brought nothing to it. She was just angry, and they just right. didn't feel any connection or chemistry. And then you have Amy Adams in the new one, who kind of brings the sass. I think she plays parts of it well. I just think overall, you just don't. Again, you're not really feeling the chemistry you felt. I think you felt some with Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain. You you felt like you said that was that was the focus. It wasn't just that he was Superman, mm-hmm. but. Sexual chemistry was off the charts. Oh, off! Like I said, just was so young, so impressionable. Oh man, Terry Hatcher was a big, was a big moment for me. 
But <laughs> Me, mine was Nicole Kidman. Yours is uh, Terry Hatcher. Are you sure yours is Nicole Kidman, not Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman, pretty pretty hot stuff. Uh, in a I weird was, way, I was like six or seven, so yeah. I don't know if I had those thoughts yet. <laughs> yeah, never Nicole too Kidman was yeah. I was like right then. I was like getting to that. I was like, well, um, yeah. There's something about this scene that I'm like really enjoying. <laughs> I haven't really articulated it yet, but. I kind of want to watch it again a couple more times to really yeah, yeah, pinpoint by, it by down. myself. Oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, um, yeah, that 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 is definitely something that I think is underplayed in the whole thing. Is you got to have it somehow. I can't even go back. To, I'm thinking of Little Nazar. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, Jesus. Um, the, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, get Lois Lane. Grounding right? it in some kind of feeling. Grounding yeah. it in. Something that is beyond just the superhero trope, and I think again that for me there is nothing that is uh, that is more connected than that. The, the you know Clark and Lois, there there are a few relationships in history, Played fictional up. or not fictional. Strength, yeah, that's their thing. I mean, Batman just has too many different women all over the place. I never know what he's doing. He might kill them. He might not. Who knows? Right. Um, but I guess to to loop back the conversation or earlier thing do you what do you see so the success of the movies and all that uh, TV shows great but do you think there's something to be said for where we are in society as it were what we value or what we're looking for is, is that is, does that steer does that steer the conversation for people what what heroes are going for or do you think it just has to do with who comes out with the best movie who comes with the shiniest thing I think that comes out I think that's a big part of it you know, I think right now with the success of Marvel movies, it shows that people like these more lighthearted mm-hmm. movies. Um, uh, so I don't think it's a societal thing per se. Mm-hmm. Maybe it factors into it, but I, I just think Batman's material is easier to translate. He gets the better talent behind him. And there's stuff that is cool. Joker is a cool villain. The Batmobile is a fucking cool car. It's really cool that he's always fighting guys at night. It's mm-hmm. really cool that um, Gotham is this dangerous, seedy place. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, you're like, "This is cool." As an adult, you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to watch something like this." I feel like Superman has difficulty. I think it really comes down to it. Yeah. No, I, I, I get you there. Uh, would you say that another part of it might be? you know, back to what we were talking about with Superman always being seen as this Boy Scout. <laughs> Do you think it's the fact that Superman really, as much as he is unlimited in his powers, he limits himself in what, how far he's willing to go? You know, I think that, for me, I've always seen that as a positive thing, that he he could just throw you into the sun, but he chooses not to, right? Mm-hmm. Batman will do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. you know, and for, depending on your interpretation he will, will probably kill you if he has to. You know, there are certain iterations where he doesn't, he has a no-gun policy in some t- cases, some doesn't. In essence, he doesn't. That, there's a line right. he crosses and that separates him from the... But there's still a, a certain... I mean, like, like you said, he is he is messed up in the head. I mean, he is sure. closer to the villains Absolutely. than Superman is to his villains. Now, that is a very modern take on Batman. Mm-hmm. I think once the 80 comic books came out with Frank Miller where they started to present Batman as more of a mentally unstable human being. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah, he was just a crime-fighting good guy with his flashlight teamed up with Robin. 
Uh, once, this, this makes it sound really creepy. Teaming up with Robin with this flashlight. It's kind of creepy. He's hanging out with a 14 year old boy at night uh, with a flashlight. What, what are you doing in the cave with that child, Mr. Wayne? We're just, we're just back in gymnastics and yeah. wrestling. Uh, Why does he have pants? I never could figure that out. Why did he never get pants? It gets cold in Gotham, doesn't it? It gets totally cold, and you're doing a lot of leaps and scrapes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I totally with you on that. Um, they tried to pull it off. It's like, oh, he was in the circus. That's what his costume was. It's yeah. like, sure Terrible was. Excuse. Yeah. Sure was. Here, uh, here, Macaulay Culkin. Here's this Peter Pan outfit. Yeah. Bruce Wayne could have, yeah. You definitely could have had a little, like, can you wear this, Robin? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, you're paying for me to live. Like, I'm yeah. living here rent-free, so. God. But, uh, uh. It's a very modern take to twist Batman in this way. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a very interesting take. And maybe that's what Superman needs. Just a, kind of a, someone coming in with a fresh new take on the character. Um, See, I, my, I mean, the fresh take thing, I think that's what they've been trying to do with the newest iteration. And I think... But from, not, the, not the good choices. And they're making, not no. making good choices with it. I think that's the thing. They should embrace the light part of it. Not light and me, but light art, but being good being a a you know a beacon of light and, and hope not this just very demure and very right. almost a, you know just oh i mean especially he got he got super cocky in this newest movie he got really cocky yeah. and kind of full of himself which i get it if i was all powerful i would you know to I agree chris, of that but and maybe i shouldn't be looking in the past but like, yeah. i love chris reeves going to like a grandmother and be like how are you doing you need help across the street? Like, right. there's something great about exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and people they don't do that anymore with Superman. Right. I mean, that's the thing. He 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 has the ability to do that. Right. But it's the fact that he can. I think this is his great strength. He has all the ability in the in the world, really. But he has the ability to hone it in and rein it in a little bit and and do those small things mm-hmm. or play this, you know, more human character. And I think. In a lot of ways, Batman has, for me, has, I have trouble relating to because I feel like he so removes himself from things. You know, he only almost plays Bruce Wayne because he kind of has to. Um, whereas, you know. Well, the character about Batman, there's three people in Batman mm-hmm. there's the fake Bruce Wayne, the real Bruce Wayne, and Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, the real Bruce Wayne's obviously the guy who only Alfred sees. Right. The other two are these alter egos he presents to, like, out of necessity, right? I got to play fake. Bruce Wayne, so people don't think I'm Batman, and, and mm-hmm. I can sort of live this double life. And Batman's obviously a necessity for him to get out of his trauma. But mm-hmm. in essence, like the real Bruce Wayne's a guy who just hangs out alone in a Batcave, talking to Alfred. <laughs> like he's a weird dude. He's a weird guy. He is a weird guy. Um, but he happens to have really cool cars, and he's handsome, and he's got a lot of money, and uh, uh, the people he fights are dangerous and cool. I mean. This is why Batman, I think, is a better character. He's just cooler. Yeah. In essence, he's just cooler than Superman. And maybe when you get older, that wears off a bit. Yeah. But, um, do you think the thing that is just upsetting is that, and this was for me what I liked about Superman. Superman was something to aspire to. I knew full well, well, maybe not always, but that I could never necessarily be <laughs> Superman. Come right? on, tell yourself short. <laughs> But I think you get abducted by aliens and then land on a things and happen, man. Powered by the sun. Don't think I haven't looked at every like truck that's labeled radioactive. And like oh, maybe no idea. Got a one in a billion chance. <laughs> this is it. Top. Let's do it. Hit the pedal, the metal. Yeah. No, but you know, everyone, everyone really could if they wanted to go learn karate. You know, get a bunch of money and become Batman if they wanted to you know, put on a cape. 
and I think like that part for me is like, well, if I could just do that, then that's not really as special to me. You know, for me, it's like I could never just be Superman. So that's something to, you know, that's beyond my reach and, and gives you something to reach for, without be, having the ability to just grab necessarily. I know that sounds obviously ridiculous, but we're having this conversation. Yeah, so you don't inspire to be Batman. You don't. Yeah. I mean, would you want to be the guy in the fucking car driving around being a badass? Sure. Yeah. But I think the reason why you like Batman so much is that the world and the characters around him are, goes back to my original point, are so good. Mm-hmm. And you've had a lot of really talented people mm-hmm. create and, and, and enrich these characters that there's... It's almost like a, a, like a really good... Uh, basketball team they're just like mm. not a bad player in Batman's roster right like if Poison Ivy is like your bench scrub like that's pretty good because Poison Ivy is yeah. kind of a cool character she's good um, and uh, and Superman just doesn't have that depth of support which is no fault yeah. of his own um, I just once again I just think he Batman's always had cooler writers mm-hmm. and talent behind him to get more stuff out of it than Superman ever did I mean, I would say that Lex Luthor's a pretty infamous villain to have, but I get that he's not doesn't have the same cool factor necessarily right. because he's just a very powerful businessman. He's not there's nothing any you know genius and all this kind of stuff. But beyond that, it's not something obviously as deranged and unique as as Joker or Poison Ivy or these other folks. But right. um, all right, so we, we couldn't have this debate without having the other debate, which is uh, obviously who win in a fight. It's Superman. I'm a man enough to say that Superman would win. Now, yes. I will give credit to Batman to say yes. that there's a very famous comic book storyline where Batman, who's always thinking a step ahead, mm. devises a plan to take out every Justice League member just in case. Sure. Um, and he devised a plan to take out Superman, and he actually has a piece of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. He, I forgot how he did, but he has a, a he obtained a piece of kryptonite. I think Superman gave it to him, didn't he? In um, one comic book he did. I actually do not remember how this comic book played out. Yeah. I think at the end of it, Superman gave it back to him. Mm-hmm. Saying like, hey... Maybe that's how it happened. Maybe Superman's like, listen, maybe I do need to be taked out. Yeah. And I want you to be guy to do it because I trust you the most if something ever bad happens to me. Mm-hmm. But... So there's a part of me where I can think maybe Batman can think it through and actually defeat Superman. Mm-hmm. But then I remember Superman was unstoppable and a man enough. I've come to peace that Superman would win in a fight, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I think Batman's world and characters are better, and that's my piece. Uh, and also, Batman has better comic books, TV shows, and movies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a backhanded way yeah. of, of complimenting him, just sliding in there. I mean, I guess I appreciate that you admit the first part. I guess I won't even address this other thing since I feel like we've addressed them a lot. Um, I would say, to be fair to your man, Batman, you... This there... is so hard. I don't think people understand how hard this is for me and Jordan to say this right <laughs> now to each other. Because we're, we're, there's no visual, but both of us are leaning back and saying like... It's painful. It's like, listen, <laughs> I'm, it's almost like, you know... Um, we're, uh, we're going through like mediation right yeah, now. Like, I will admit that I probably shouldn't have thrown that face. I'm, I, may, I may be holding my nose and not looking at this as I throw this comment yeah. out to you. But I think it's fair to look at it from... Okay, if if Batman has prep time, that's the biggest thing. You know, If he's able to prep 
then obviously he can make, you know, make different preparations, have all his gadgets, all that kind of stuff, which is part of his whole thing. He always thinks ahead, all that kind of stuff. Right. So in that case, it would be a pretty even fight. Do I think Superman find a way to win? Yes. Right. But uh, I think obviously that that's the difference maker there. Um, you know, but to your your boy Batman's point, Bart, he would obviously hold up pretty well. I think he would last pretty long. You know, you have to see the movie to find out how well he does in there. But I think that there's a, uh, you know, something to be said for the ability, the fact that he could at least have the ability to hang in there with the big man. So obviously Superman would win, but uh, mm-hmm. your boy would put up a good fight. Um, your other points about having better care, just all that. I just, again, it's something different for what you're looking for. You know, for mm-hmm. me. That is the character and kind of mindset that I'm more sure. so aspire to. I've even I've even joked with with, uh, with Lex before and said that you know I, I like literally would see myself as Clark Kent. Like some of the things that he does in that show, Lois and Clark. When I go back and watch it now, I'm like that's like this good move. Same Good kind move. of manner. Use that move. You should. No, but I mean yeah. it's true. She's even watched it with me too, and like this is kind of weird. Like I I say some of the same things. Like kind of same. Wait, it's a little weird. It's so like all those two, original romantic thoughts. She's like, you're just fucking copying a TV show? Yeah. Then when I put on the cape and stuff, she's like, like all right. You're I got the ring far. on you, babe. I got the <laughs> ring on you. She's like, well, I didn't sign up for this. I'm like, I got the cape. There's no turning back right. now. You got the ring. Right. But no, I think that is the difference in, uh, in, in what you're looking for. For me, that was more the thing. I hope that we get to a point where we have better quality of movies and better portrayal of the character so that people can fully realize what he's supposed to mean. I agree with that. That I would like. I, I would like that it's on even footing. I think I, I've got hope that with Ben Affleck taking on the uh, the mantle, and I think he did a great job, and I think he's going to be doing an even better job writing the new movie, and then having Jeff Johns now kind of overseeing everything, I think you're going to have a much more succinct um, and proper interpretation of Superman and not just himself but in relation to Batman I think that's such an important dynamic that they got pretty right I feel like in the movie for the most part but I think that it's going to be a lot more interesting to see how it plays out in the next one we'll see I don't know <laughs> you have no faith really whatsoever really none don't. it's just going to just be just Trash. It just all better. He's got he's got cool cars, you know. Nicole Kidman's gonna show up. It's gonna be great. Yeah, you said all things in a funny voice, seeing like demeaning, but if that happened, fucking amazing. Oh my god. I was gonna suggest like, do you want to hug it out? But I feel like we don't even need to hug it out because we've kind of grown. No, we've come to a happy place. I feel like yeah. I'm not. I'm not upset. It's not back in our raging when we're both twenty. Fuck you. Superman's the lamest piece of shit ever. And you mm. mean like? I mean, like I said, we we kept this to a pretty tight forty eight, and I am shocked because I. Normally, we would have this conversation. It would go for for hours in some cases. And this is conversation had for eleven years. So at least at least a hundred hours have already been clocked in <laughs> with us debating this. At least either when we were drunk at a bar, yes, stuck waiting for a train, yes, getting coffee, family functions, yeah, family religious functions. events, yeah, <laughs> just and, randomly hitting yeah. up on some G chat, being like, by the way. More evidence. Yeah, I, I think I like two months ago I sent you YouTube YouTube clips about me like this is why Batman's better. Yes, you did. You absolutely did. I would like to say that this is like the end of it, but there's definitely no way this is the end. This is not the end of it, but it's only the beginning. <laughs>